0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is football. Bienvenidos That This is Football. Danny, back with you for another preview. We have the Inter-Miami versus Real Salt Lake preview, and I'm going to welcome a good friend of mine. He's living in Miami now, but he's a big Real Salt Lake fan. He's got a podcast, the Real Riots, if I'm, if I'm correct. And uh, I'm going to bring him on right now. My buddy, LD, thank you so much for coming on. I was actually on your guys' show yesterday. We previewed a little bit of the game yesterday. I'm so glad to welcome you on the show today. How's it going, man? Hey, Danny. What's up, my man? It's good to be on the show.
1: Um, I'm not going to lie. I got to give you some slack here. You were just on it last night. It's the Royal Riot, my man. The Royal right.
0: Riot. My hey, riot. but you know
1: what? Real Real is royal in Espanol, no? So, like, I get it. I get it. I get it.
0: There you um, go. See, I'm mixed up with the real and the royal. So, hey, we, we got it. We got it. I got it in Spanish, so better than Yeah, no, name.
1: it worked. It worked out good. But, yeah, like like uh, you said, I'm super excited to be here with you on the pod. Uh, Danny did such a good job on our pod last night. So it's a, it's an honor to be here as well, helping out with this is football. I've been a fan for a while now, my man, ever since, uh, you know, you showed me the podcast about I think almost two years ago now. Um, but, yeah, doing big things. And it's, it's, a,
0: it's a good opportunity. Awesome, man. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into it. I know that we had some inner Miami news. Uh, just dropped a little while ago but we'll get into that a little bit later I really really want to get into the preview so we talked a little bit about on your your guys show yesterday uh, you know you guys had a a really good question for me which was what do the inter-miami fans think about Real Salt Lake and I my response was I don't think the inter-miami fans really know who Real Salt Lake is other than the fact that they're a team that's somewhat named after maybe Real Madrid and they're in Utah that's probably all that they know so why don't you give the Inter-Miami faithful a little idea of the type of team and the players that they're going to be facing tomorrow?
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, and, and you know, no offense taken there because that's how all of us as Rail Lake fans already know. Like when it comes to us facing these big market teams, right, we're kind of the little stepbrother in the league that just kind of gets ignored all the time and we're kind of just thrown by the wayside. But don't get don't worry. Like us fans, we thrive off of that energy. We've kind of been forced to have to thrive off that energy, right? Um, we know our role in this league and we play it very well. So. Rail Salt Lake has been a team that has always been a team that's battled for its crest, and it wants to be known within the league. And we never like being the favorites. We never like being the favorites. We always want to be the underdog team that people see when it comes to these matchups because that's when we honestly feel like we perform better. I think the players on the club um, are able to really value that. The fans um, in the stands are able to really value that. Coaching staff, everyone in the organization. So that's what it's like being a member of Rail Salt Lake. It's it's really earning your due in this league, and I think we do that pretty well uh, for the most part. Um, You know, this team this year came off a very decent season last year. I think a lot of people expected us to not make playoffs last season. Um, Honestly, every year people don't expect us to make playoffs. For some reason or another, whether it's the coach, whether it's the players that we have, whether it's us not bringing in the right players for our system, whatever it may be, there's an excuse for people to always count us out. And then every year we seem to make it into the playoffs somehow. And then not only just make it, but try and make some noise as well. Uh, I think we're the only team in the Western Conference in the last like so many seasons who has been to the playoffs three years in a row consistently so um that's the big kudos that we like to wear right now obviously that's not all we're happy about we want to make it to the final dance right um but i think this year we're feeling really excited because we're bringing back a lot of the team from last year that played really well we have Chichu Arango, who joined us midway through the season who has now had a preseason with us is going to be here for the full season he's already gelled well with the team he just got named captain of real salt lake today So I know he is super committed to this club and he's ready to make some noise for this club as well. Um, We brought in some really cool talent like Fidel Barajas from the USL. Many people might not know who he is right now, but that's kind of how people thought about Diego Luna when we pulled up Diego Luna from the USL. No one really knew about Diego Luna and we see the noise that he's making now. And that's pretty much what they're hoping is going to happen with Fidel Barajas as well. Um, We brought a a, a number 10 in Matt Crooks from the championship. Uh, He's supposed to make some noise for us as well. And then, uh, Nicolas Katra, or Alexandre Katranas, who's going to be uh, a player that we're bringing in from Greece. So a lot of good moves, no big star, shiny moves, but we have two DP spots still open. And I think the team's perspective right now is to really just see where this team is at. They have confidence that they can go in and pull results. And then when the summer comes by, see how short we are from making a run to the title and then maybe filling in those spots towards the summer.
0: Absolutely. I, and, and, and we, I mean, you kind of nailed it on the head in terms of all the players you talked about Diego Luna, um, who is, I want to say a, a super, you know, a rising star. He he shined for, for the U.S. men's U-20 national team uh, when he played for them. And, and really, there was a lot of talk about maybe him, uh, you know, being sold because he was playing so well. Right. Um, ultimately, you know, he decided to stay. And, and like you said, you guys have added. Uh, you know, some more players, and, and one thing that I love about Real Salt Lake, um, that I've been a big proponent for, as as at least for Inter Miami, is I've always wanted more South Americans, and it seems like Real Salt Lake, with Pablo Mastroeni at the helm, who we all know is Argentine American, um, mm-hmm. has been doing that because they're bringing in Colombians. We talked about it yesterday, so you, you talked about um you know about the big Colombian on the team which is Arango obviously but you know there's there's some other Colombians on the team as well and and South Americans um especially one Uruguayan which most folks might not be aware of aware of but one of the defenders in Real Salt Lake is Marcelo Silva which he's a Uruguayan so I'm excited to see Mm -hmm. him play tomorrow um but what can you tell us about you know the, the the Colombians or really the South Americans that that uh Real Salt Lake has brought in?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, ever since
0: the the beginning of Real Salt Lake, we've been really heavily influenced by Latino players coming into
1: our team and making a big difference. Um, I'm sure a lot of Inter-Miami fans are familiar with the name Javier Morales, who made his career at Real Salt Lake. Um, That man is beloved in RSL. Obviously, the way that he left the club wasn't the best way and wasn't what the fans wanted. And we don't agree with how the organization did it. But I think we've been able to put salt over the wound since or uh, been able to kind of remove the salt from the wound since then. Um, you know they built that connection back and that friendship back, and his name is hanging up in our stadium as we speak right now. Um, so that's a man that we really endear. But as I was saying, Real Salt Lake has always really endeared the Latino um, player population that comes to our team. Um, you know, right now we are we are seeing that with Brian Vera on on the uh, as one of the central defenders. We see that with um, like you said, Marcelo Silva. From Uruguay. we have Pablo Ruiz who is a game changer for us man we lost him in the middle of last season and that really affected our team um and to have him back healthy this year now is what gets us really excited to see him ball out again um like we said we have Chicho Arango we have Andres Gomez um so many just valuable talented players and the is we have some established players on the team that are of Latino descent and still players who are out there trying to prove their worth to this club and in this league so there's a really nice blend there of where this Latino um, fusion is really happening here in Real Salt Lake and I know what people think, right? Like Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. There's no Latinos out there. It's just a bunch of white people out there. Uh, I was born and raised there, so I get it. And that's, that's not all wrong, but Utah has changed a lot over the years, man. And there's a lot of Latino community living out there now. A lot of people who are leaving from California move uh, with that Latino influence as well. So it's cool to see these players come in and kind of embrace the culture of Utah, but as well still get to feel a little bit at home because there is some of that Latino community still around. La Barra Real is one of the supporter groups um, for RSL. That is heavily influenced um, with the Latino community, and you know, they're the loudest ones at the stadium, man, banging the drums, chanting all the songs. Um, so we love that supporter section as, as well as all the other ones um, that are there at the riot. But yeah, it, it, like you know, like you said, it adds a whole nother flair to the game, and we're expecting big things from um, players. Like we said, Brian Vera, right? Brian Vera, Andres Gomez, Nelson Palacios is another guy in the central midfield that we really love. Brian Ojeda from Paraguay. So a lot of Latinos, they started to kind of move a little bit more back to Europe with the recent move. But I mean, man, we have so many Colombians. I think you got to mix it up a little bit here and there with those European players. But um, yeah, they're a big, a big effect on this club right now. And I can tell you a lot of the Latino players are always the fan favorites for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, And it's probably because the fan base really sees them either play in Europe or maybe play for bigger teams in South America in a Copa Libertadores, Copa Sudamericana, which is out there. And so the fans in, in the United States are getting more familiar with the, you know, with these young players that are playing on big clubs down in South America. And they're starting to learn about the, you know, the players, what, you know, how they play, what they do. And little by little, um, I'm calling it, you know, the, the, the South American, uh, I, I guess we can call it, I don't know the, I well, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk, talk negatively, but I'm, I, we'll, we'll just call it the, uh, the big South American something, uh, Migration or something of players, but the that's basically yeah, what I see the, is, is happening. Right. So you mentioned, so now I'm curious because I didn't want to get into fan bases, but now I'm curious because you mentioned, uh, you know, a couple of, of the supporters groups over in, in, in Salt Lake city that support Real Salt Lake. So I'm curious, uh, I've never been to a game. I really, I don't think I've watched many games uh that, you know, were, were taking place at home in, you know, in Salt Lake city, but do the fans, mm-hmm predominantly singing Spanish or English out there?
1: Yeah, so um, that's actually a really good question, right? Um, I think, you know, one thing that people know about Real Salt Lake is we have something called the Believe Anthem. Um, and it's it's a, re- it's a really well-known anthem around the league. Uh, the guy for who was the drummer, um, or maybe singer, I can't remember, he was in the band Rancid. He made our theme song, our, our anthem. And, and it's, it's a really catchy tune. We sing it before every, every game. And it really just gets the fan base pumped and going. Um, but they've made a real big push to really try to include the Latino community as well. So La Barra Real, what the supporter section there, does really, really good at being able to chant those Spanish songs um, and be able to make that well-known throughout the stadium. And we've actually, uh, they released a new song that they want the fan base to catch on to that's called uh, Somos Real. And it's essentially mm-hmm. a, an English and Spanish version together of singing We Are out and Real at the same time and it's really cool how they put it together you can look it up on youtube i'm sure you'll hear it um you know on broadcast this year whenever rsl does get some type of attention when it comes to these tv tv spots um but yeah they i would say the majority still in english for sure but you're starting to see that latino community grow more and more and more and i think at the end of the day to be honest La Vara Real they're the, they're the loudest supporter section in the stadium per se um, but there's still, you know, a very heavily English influenced atmosphere at the stadium, but it's still nice to have that little Latin spice, you know, there in the South section at, at Rio Tinto that's, that's singing all the, the songs and they go the whole time, man. I will give them credit. They go all 90 minutes. Like you would expect any type of Latino culture fan base to be like. So, um, you get a really good mix of everything and it's only growing more and more.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I want to stick a little bit with the, with the fan base and talk a little bit about something that. Um, and and you're well aware of this because you live down here. So and and you go to the, the Inter Miami games. You're well aware of the ticket prices down here. You're well aware of how the fan base has been reacting over the last six months in terms of you know ticket prices going up. And now they're saying that ticket prices are going to double again at the new stadium. Everybody's just pissed off. Everybody's mad about paying $200 for tickets. What are the ticket prices out in Real Salt Lake? Um, you know, are are you paying? Maybe season ticket holders are are, are paying you know less than that, but. What is an average maybe tourist that goes to anywhere else late Lake game? What are they going to pay on average?
1: If you want a, a good average seat at the stadium and at, and at Rio Tinto Stadium or America First Field, I believe is what it's called now. Sorry, um, I, I have to keep up to date now that I'm out here in Miami. But um, they you can find a good ticket anywhere from 28 to 32 bucks. Um, I would say it was very comparable to how inter-Miami ticket prices were before Messi um i think there were a lot of deals that you could find for inner miami games especially when the team wasn't playing that great right um it was it was not that hard to try and get some tickets to the game so that's kind of how it is with rsl um now there's plenty of cash you can spend on the really nice club seats over at the stadium um and if you want to go all out you can go for that but yeah it's a very that's one thing about utah is that we have a lot of affordable things because we're not very risky and glammy like the streets here you know the lights out here in miami um a lot of the people out there are hard blue collar working people um you know they're just out you know on the weekend to have a good time but they don't have a lot of cash to spend all the time so they make the sports really affordable there and i think that helps because it really sells out games when um people can afford these games and not feel like they're you know spending an arm and a leg to have to attend um one game one weekend and and you know sometimes that even turns into them wanting to get season tickets because they're like oh i can afford this game and they show up and they catch the passion and the addiction of what it's like being able to go to these soccer matches Um, so I, you know, it's nothing like here in Miami, nothing like here in Miami. to what we're seeing right now with the ticket prices, uh, I'm a season ticket holder for inner Miami living out here. And so I know, I know what it's all about. Um, I know what it's all about right now. Um, so yeah, completely different opposites when it comes to, to Real Salt Lake and inner
0: Miami ticket prices right now, for sure. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, I know you got to head out of here in a couple minutes. I want to get into two quick questions before I let you go. One has to do with, I don't know if you saw, but the odds came out today for the MLS cup for 2024 Inter Miami is the favorite surprise surprise mm-hmm. although I don't think they should be the favorite that's my opinion but I want to talk a little about Real Salt Lake Real Salt Lake is at plus 4,000 they're 18th out of all the teams that's where they're ranked mm-hmm. are you you know do you feel that that's a fair ranking in terms of what the odds are saying that Real Salt Lake is a middle of the pack team or did you expect them to maybe be favored a little bit more considering you know look you're looking at some of the teams that are in the top and they have the Red Bulls in there in the top um, as well as some other teams that you know maybe didn't bring in enough players or reinforce themselves enough uh, to match up with Real Salt Lake what do you think about you know basically the odds makers saying that Real Salt Lake is middle of the pack
1: yeah you know I'll be super biased right I always think the club should be getting more respect than it's getting um, especially on the national mm-hmm. level of things but I can also get it from the perspective of there's a lot of bigger markets out here in this league that have bigger names, bigger talent playing for them. So I, I get it. Like, it doesn't shock me when I see us there. Um, you know, we won the MLS cup back in 2009, we made it to an MLS cup in 2013 that we'd we lost in a penalty shootout to sporting Kansas city. And I still say to this day, if they would have actually, you know, if the ref had a brain that game, and would have actually red carded the player they should have, Arsenal would have gotten a penalty and, and, and won the MLS cup in that game. Um, but you know, since then, we kind of struggled with being able to really make a huge run in the playoffs i think about in 2021 when pablo mastroeni took over for his first season we made a run to the western conference final um and we were one you know game short of away from being in the in the final the mls cup final so the history is there, right? We've been able to make championship runs. We've been able to make good runs in the playoffs. Um, and I think that's what keeps fan bases believing um, as far as the Salt Lake fan base on how far we can go when we get there. And maybe that's why we just feel like we deserve to be bumped up a little higher, especially last year after surpassing expectations and bringing back pretty much the same team and adding more players to it. Yeah, we lost the likes of the upper system, who went back to you know Brazil to go play for um, Botafogo. And we lost a couple other players like Demir Krylock who helped score goals last year. Um, but we also have a really good amount of talent like Diego Luna, Chicho Arango, Andres Gomez, and, right. play, and two DP spots still open that we can bring in in the summer. Um, I guess I can say it's fair from the national media attention sort of view, but I don't think it's very fair if you're an RSL fan uh, and know what this team is capable of. And if I know anything about Pablo Mastroeni, he's going to use this as, as fuel. They, they do. Whenever they get disrespected, whenever they feel like they're undervalued, they use that as fuel, and that's usually what drives them to end up proving people wrong like they usually do every season.
0: Absolutely. All right, man. Last, last quick question before I get a prediction out of you. I know we kind of went over predictions yesterday. I predicted 2 1 inter Miami, maybe 1 1. That was my prediction. I'll get yours in a second, but I wanted to talk about coaching for a second. Uh, you know, we've mentioned Pablo Mastroeni, also some former coaches uh, of Rouse Salt Lake. You guys had Daryl Shore for a time period, Jeff Kassar, Jason Christ, mm-hmm. all guys that have ties to South Florida. Daryl Shore, if you can remember, was a coach of. Of uh, the Fort Lauderdale, I believe Fort Lauderdale Strikers for a time period. Jeff Kazar was a, was a goalie for uh, the Miami Fusion way Miami back in Fusion. the day. I can remember that. Jason Kreis uh, was actually an assistant coach down here for uh, for Phil Neville for a time period. And now Pablo Mastroeni, who's at the helm, was former captain and player for uh, the Miami Fusion back in the day. So a lot of interesting ties to uh, to South Florida with Real Salt Lake there. Uh, is, is that just coincidence, you think, uh, or are you guys just uh, trying to steal from the, the South Florida pipeline?
1: <laughs> no, listen, um, I'll always be grateful for South Florida and the, and the talent it's produced when it comes to the beautiful game of, of, of football, right, or soccer. Um, yeah, man, here's the thing is, is we've had a good run of coaches. Um, Jason Christ will always be beloved for this organization. I know he spent some time over there um, at New York City and then went to Orlando. Um, and then went to Inter Miami eventually as well. He even spent some time in the U.S. national team system. So um, you know, he's someone that we'll always, we'll always love, and we're happy to have back in the organization. Um, Daryl Shore, I actually forgot that he was, he was had a connection to South Florida. He was the interim head coach for us when they ended up getting rid of Jeff Kassar. Um So that was, that's kind of a, an interesting one to bring up as well. But all these coaches, man, they've had their, their really good moments. Um, you know, for us. Mainly Jason Christ winning the MLS Cup for us. I think that's whole, he'll always be beloved. Um, and they also didn't have the greatest moments, and you know that's why it was time to move on from them. But I think we were always thankful for the piece of history that they brought to RSL. um And you know, like like I mentioned before, having even someone like Javier Morales, who was such an impact on RSL, like now be over at Inter Miami, we root for him, man. When he was the interim after they sacked Neville, you know RSL fans really wanted Javier Morales to get the job because we thought, you know, we love that man and. Obviously, I don't think in our minds we actually thought he'd get it, but um, you know, we were rooting for him to do good to maybe get a coaching opportunity somewhere else as well. So um, you know us as RSL fans, I think with you sharing those those stats and those facts, we can't be nothing but grateful for South Florida. um we'll have to we'll have to take away the truth tomorrow when we come and bring our bring our A game and bring our all. But then after that we promise we'll be respectful to South Florida and South Floridians all over
0: again. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man. Give me uh give me your best prediction for tomorrow. Uh are you taking Real Salt Lake or are you taking Inter Miami? You know,
1: I, man, this is a hard one. We talked about this, right? Especially the first game of the season. You don't know if the teams are just going to throw balls to the wall because there's really nothing to lose. It's the first game of the season, right? Let's see how we go and do. Um, is Inter-Miami going to go all out because it's their home opener? They got to put on a show, and they're playing someone inferior, quote-unquote well, inferior, right, like Rail Salt Lake, like not go out and just attack, 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 right, and really give your your, your, your fans a show. From the RSL perspective, right, we we want to make sure that we don't get embarrassed in Miami. This is a big game for us. This is a season opener. Usually this should be like an LASC or an LA Galaxy or New York City opening up the season against Inter-Miami. But we were lucky to get the time slot for this one. So we you know, we are able to contend in this league and contend for a cup. And the last thing we want to do is get blown out 3-0, 4-0 to Leo and friends, right? So um, I don't know, man. It's so hard to, to guess what's going to happen. I know that you said the draw, and I want to say that, but I don't want to... I don't want to copy you and saying that there's possibly going to be a draw on this. So what I am going to say is that I think it's going to be a 1-1 game for the majority of the match. And then I think RSL is going to sneak one in at the very end, whether that's the Chichu Arango gets into the 18 and makes the magic happen. Or maybe even kind of a random corner where your defenders just mismatch the marking and uh, we're able to get a header in. I think RSL comes out on top 2-1. But I've been wrong before, and I'm sure um, it's not going to be crazy if I'm wrong again. But I'm excited for the game. I'm excited for the atmosphere. I want to give a shout out to the inner Miami fans. As a Rayoff Salt Lake fan, when the new stadium is up, it's 2025, right? Um, that's a, the that's new right. stadium will be up. I'm excited to see what the atmosphere there will be like. But even right, yeah. But even now, it's a new. Uh, I guess it's Chase Stadium now um, we are going to, uh, we're going to enjoy our time tomorrow night. And so, uh, really looking
0: forward to it. And, you know, I'm hoping for an injury free game and we get to see some really good football tomorrow night. Awesome. LD, I appreciate you coming on. I wanted you to go ahead, plug the hell out of Royal Riot and, uh, let, let the folks know where they can find you at. it right, looks like LD is having some trouble. All right, well, I'll uh, I'll definitely plug LD for uh, for everybody here. You can find them at Royal Riot on Twitter. Definitely check them out. They have awesome content for Real Salt Lake, um, and also on their podcasts. Definitely check them out, Royal Riot. They have awesome stuff. Definitely check them out. It's fantastic. All right, before we wrap this up, I want to get into. Uh, a couple of things that uh, that happened today in, in Inter-Miami, getting prepared for the season opener tomorrow. Um, finally, Federico Redondo was announced. The signing is final. Something that we talked about on this show a couple weeks ago with our friend Will Forbes over from at MLS Moves. Uh, we talked about it with him. We had uh, heard that it was po- a possibility that Oh, I see he's back. All right. LD, welcome back. I, I plugged yeah. it for you, but I want you to go ahead because it doesn't sound that sound good coming out of my mouth. It's got to come out of you. So go for it.
1: Yeah, my man. So yeah, we're part of the Royal Riot. Uh, it's a Real Salt Lake podcast. We talk all things RSL. Um, one special thing about our podcast that not a lot of other podcasts do is we'll bring on a lot of the opposing fan base on for a preview. Um, we'll interview a lot of the uh, a lot of the players, a lot of the people from the organization within RSL. Um, But we also talk talk a lot about MLS, right? We had a conversation on our last episode about the whole U.S. Open Cup and MLS fiasco that's going on right now. So um, we are very, very heavily RSL based, but we also like to talk just MLS in general, uh, football in general. So if you ever want a good preview of RSL for your team um, that you'll be when you'll be playing them, please plug the Royal Riot pod. You can find us on uh, Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it nowadays. Um, You can follow us on Instagram. Um, and again, just so thankful to be able to be here with Danny with This Is Football Podcast. Such an awesome thing you got going here, my man. I love that opening. I had to tell you that. I love that opening, man. Like, that's the one thing I love about Miami, man. There's always some spice you got to throw in there to get people going. And I'm sure that's exactly the atmosphere we're going to be getting tomorrow night. So looking forward to
0: it. 100% man. Well, thank you so much again. And just like he said, and I've got it right down there for you at Royal Riot Pod. Go ahead and follow him on Twitter slash X, whatever you guys want to call it. LD, Thank you, sir. Hope you have a good time tomorrow. Unfortunately, I will not be there. I'm a little injured and I'm on crutches, so I cannot uh-huh. make it out to the game tomorrow, but uh, have a good time. And uh, I hope you get a great game, win or lose either way. Thanks, my man. You, get well. All right. Gracias, no All right. Thank you so much LD for coming on. Before we wrap it up again, I wanted to get into inner Miami signed, finally signed Federico Redondo. It's done deal. Done deal. Federico Redondo should be here by the end of the week. Um, you know, they they were able to get rid of Coco today, uh, Quarantine Gene. They got rid of him, uh, and, and they're roster compliant, they're roster compliant, they're ready to go. Here we have Ricardo Pedrini giving us, you know, a, a clapping. I, I assume that's more likely for LD, not for me. He was a star of this show. Uh, really, we were previewing Real Salt Lake. We want the fans in South Florida to, uh, you know, to understand who it is that, that their team is playing tomorrow. Uh, and that's why we're going to bring on, you know, folks from other podcasts. Um, I did have one announcement that I wanted to make before I wrap this up. Um, I know I had said earlier this year that we were going to have a podcast for you every single Tuesday after every single Tuesday evening. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to break that promise. Um, I have been offered and I'm happy to, to announce this. I've been offered a position to become the director of communications for a local club down here and i have taken that position and so i'm gonna step away a little bit from this is football it won't be the last program we will have some more podcasts as the season goes on it just will not be every tuesday definitely follow us at ti football podcast both on twitter and on instagram to continue getting all of our information whether it's on Inter miami on uruguayans in the mls on south americans on other teams in the mls we will be there posting it all. We will not be stepping away from this is football. We will continue going hard with this is football, just putting a pause on the shows. Um, I see here uh, Ed Bartra asks, is Ian Frey clear to play? From what I know, no, he is not clear to play. Um, you know, he still has his knee injury. I know uh, that uh, today, Coco Jean, uh, who was, was eventually cut from the team, came back to practice. Also, Franco Negri uh, came back to practice today. He was practicing on his own uh today's also his birthday so happy birthday to to Franco Negri and uh, we hope that he has a speedy recovery um you know he he reached out to uh, to one of our correspondents and he let them know that he just has a short time left uh and he's really hoping to come back and play quite a bit uh he says he's ready to compete and, and really he's ready to play wherever it is so be on the lookout possibly he might be able to. he, he might be one to play uh, left center back he might be back there sharing uh, the back line with Toto Aviles, possibly with Nicolas Freire. Um, it's a possibility. You, you know, he, he he's a little bit taller than Noah Allen. Maybe you know he definitely is built a little bit stronger than Noah Allen. We've seen Noah play in the back there, especially when Tata's played uh, five in the back. Uh, so you know we're gonna have to wait and see. You know Alvaro here says Ruiz gonna have a breakout season. Look, Alvaro, I, I don't think you're wrong, bro. I don't think you're wrong. Um, he showed all the qualities all the qualities during the preseason. Uh In my opinion, he was one of the better players, uh, one of the better players in the, in the preseason for Inter Miami. So I have no doubt that he's ready to have a breakout season. The good thing about, about young David is that he can play, uh you know, in two of the three positions in the midfield, he can possibly play as a winger Um and, and really the sky's the limit for the kid. Uh, we see here uh, a good friend of the program and ex host here. Uh, Socio puts, ski is going to be imcF MVP possibly socio possibly I I don't think so I think I think David Ruiz uh has the upper hand right now on kaemaski I think after kaemaski was called up to the national team his level kind of went down um and and he just wasn't as effective after he got called to the national team so we'll see what happens um you know when kanemaski comes back from his hernia injury um Sebastian another good friend of the program and thank you so much for joining he says hello so sad to hear about this is football. Uh, he's taking his daughter tomorrow to see Messi for the first time. So hopefully they win with Leo scoring. Uh, sad that I won't be at the stadium. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm sorry. Uh, I had an injury yesterday and and I had uh, I tore my my plantar fascia. So uh, it's tough for me to walk right now. I'm on crutches. Uh, you know I'm trying to do the, the the best that I can. I hope you have a good time tomorrow, Seba, uh, with you and your daughter. And and hopefully Leo scores and, and Inter Miami wins. I had said um, that you know I was hoping for a two one win. Uh, considering how the defense has been. The defense was a lot better in that Newell's Old Boys game uh, than it was the rest of the preseason. But, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, Real Salt Lake is coming with with a healthy squad. Um, they've got a nice, nice squad that they've put together. Like LD said, they've got players like Chicho Arango. They've got Diego Luna, Andres Gomez, Pablo Ruiz. A lot, a lot of good South American players, um, you know, that, that, that played very, very well together last year. Um, they finished pretty decently last year in the standings. You know, I'm looking it up right now. They finished fifth in the Western Conference. They were knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, But overall, it's going to be a tough game tomorrow for Inter-Miami. I don't think it's going to be easy. Uh, You know, social here says get well soon. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, we got to go back to the Heat games. I know, I know. Uh, We'll see uh, if I'm I'm able to go in in a couple weeks. We'll see if I can uh, start walking. But, uh, I mean, other than that, really – Nothing else left to say about tomorrow uh, Tomorrow, other than I think uh, MLS is ready in Miami clearly is ready. Luis Suarez already came out and said he is ready. Leo Messi already came out, apologized to the Hong Kong people, and then you know said he was ready. So Tata Martino confirmed today both Leo and Suarez are ready to play 90 minutes. We don't know if they're going to play 90 minutes. I would think that they don't play 90 minutes considering there's another game on Sunday against the LA Galaxy um and so so maybe look for them playing 60 to 65 maybe 70 minutes we know leo doesn't like to come out uh once he starts so we'll definitely keep an eye on him and see how he does especially with the pain that he had in the back of his leg we know that he had an issue in what we say in spanish which is uh essentially uh you know uh, behind your leg so let's see if that affects him uh, tomorrow I don't think he really got injured in terms, you know, like, like he pulled something. I think it's just he's an older person. He's playing more games on, you know, on, on less less days rest. And, and it just happens. It happens to all of us. Look, it happened to me yesterday. You know, I, I played on Saturday then I played again yesterday. And look what happens. It's just age. And, and that's just what happens when you get a little older. Um, so, like I said, let's just summarize a little bit of, about today's show. We got... MLS opening night tomorrow. Don't forget to watch it. Inter-Miami versus Real Salt Lake. It'll be live on Apple TV. For those of you that don't have Apple TV, maybe you can find a stream somewhere else. I'll see if I can tweet one out for you guys. If I can find a free stream, I'll see if I can tweet one out on the This Is Football account. Make sure you are following us at TI Football Podcast. Also, uh, I do tweet a lot from my personal account. So if you want to Follow my personal account. It's at Danny Solana Five D A N I, like a South American, not D A N N Y, like a Gringo. So definitely, definitely check me out on there as I drop some news and Socio can uh, you know he can tell you you know we drop some news usually every other day we, you know we we have some tidbits on there uh, you know that that we're getting from uh, all of our good friends who are close to the league and close to the team. So we hope to continue to provide you with uh, those those great tidbits that we've been providing you over the last year. Um, and, and like I said, this is not a goodbye. It is a see you later. We will be back in a few weeks. Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks to preview the Orlando City Inter-Miami game, which is going to take place in Miami on Saturday, March. I believe it's March 5th at 4.30 p.m. So we will preview that uh, maybe next week at some point. And we will get ready for Inter-Miami 2024. And like I, like Socio said, drop a like, man. Drop a like. Give us a thumbs up. If you stayed to the end of the podcast, I absolutely appreciate it. If you haven't yet, give us a follow on Instagram, on Twitter. Like I said, we post things almost every day. We try to keep you guys up to date with all the Inter-Miami news, with all the news that is going on in the MLS. If you haven't yet, definitely check out our Spotify. Check out our Apple Music account. We put all of our podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Music, on all of the other streaming accounts. Definitely check us out on there. For This Is Football, we appreciate you guys joining us like always. We'll be back in a couple weeks. We're out.